Hello guys, welcome back to Unwrapping Success. This is the last episode of Season 3 on Motivational Speakers. Today we're talking about Darren Hardy. So we don't really know anything about Darren Hardy. Except you say that, he, that, but you read his book. I read his book, but I didn't, I didn't recognize the name when we were planning Season 3. But uh, he's the author of The Compound Effect, which I'm guessing is a New York Times bestseller. Um, just like all the self-help books are. Yep. It is. And I like I enjoyed the book. I think it gave some good practical advice. When I read a self-help book, I'll usually pick one thing from it to actually implement into my life because it's not possible to implement everything you read in that book. So don't you think it's interesting when like you don't remember an author? You like read a book, but you don't remember the author. I feel I like that's such a bad thing. I do it too on occasion, but I don't pay too much attention to authors' names, to be honest. Other than you Gary think that's v. that's good or bad? Um, it's bad if you want to read another one of one of their books, and you well, no, you can just look up the title and then look up the author, I guess. Like theoretically, you would be exposed to like more different authors if authors don't matter to you, but it also if they don't matter then like you don't know like the credibility of the author. I mean that doesn't really come into play a ton with motivation. Yeah. You're like, do I think that this would make my life better if I apply this? Right. I'd say for self help, um, author doesn't matter too much. But I'll give you an example. Like Gary Vee's coming out with a new book shortly and like I'm excited to buy that one just because I know it's Gary Vee and I've read his previous book and I liked it. Mm-hmm. I've still never read anything by him. Honestly, it's not even a writer. This is this is bad given that we're on the 10th episode of a season on motivational speakers. But I don't know if I've ever read a true motivational book like cover to cover. You could I've watched plenty of motivational videos over the years and like several of these people I'm like, "Oh yeah, I've seen that person." But um yeah, I'm just not, like, a reader in that way. They're addicting. I think once you read one, you get hooked, and you're like, I need to read another because I need to be perfect. But then, like, on the last episode, remember, we talked about that a bunch, right? Yeah, because, uh, what's his what's his name? Bring up the name. Um, Mark the- Manson. Yeah, Mark Manson. Mark Manson, like, that video was different. If you, uh, if you're listening to this podcast once you're done definitely check out our episode on mark manson because it was different from every other episode of this season uh mark manson who's also a motivational speaker he was like talking about all the problems with the motivation business and the motivation industry yeah and there are all these people have like this bad idea that like just reading the book is going to get them motivated or is going to change their life yeah like he he um contrasted the two types of people those who were like what was the word i don't know that word it was used. it was bad to okay versus the okay, okay to good to great yeah he said that like self help doesn't really help those who are trying to go from bad to okay like it really it, it's really only beneficial if you're going if you have like a solid foundation for yourself and you're trying to just improve slightly mhm well, we also saw, like, so another one of the things we picked up on, and, and we'll try to put uh, this gentleman, uh, Darren Hardy, 
into into a bin with some other motivational speakers is that there's like a couple different genres that they get at gary v and casey neistat both very much entrepreneurial uh chris gardner uh les brown tony robbins they're like talking to like rock bottom people which is a very different audience Mm -hmm. um so those audiences are important and hopefully Darren Hardy'll fit nicely into one of those. Yeah. I don't really know what to expect from this video at all, which is which is a good thing. And this is the finale. So and and I remember we said in the last one we wanted this to be really bad or really good. We don't want Not just meh. Bad. So like I want this at the top of my list for best motivational speakers or I want this at the bottom. Mhm. Cuz if it's if it's bad, I can laugh and it's just funny. If it's great, then that's great in it in and of itself. But you ready, Tim? I'm ready. You you said that the the first sentence is funny. Yeah, it's like the first or second sentence. Okay. It, it it comes as a shock. <laughs> okay, ready and play. If you have ever visited our main website, darrenhardy.com, at the top, you will see written. Visit his website. You weren't born to be good. You are here to be great. Sigmund Freud stated all human needs springs from two motives, the sex urge and the desire to be great. On this, I agree with Freud. The latter part, that is. Indeed, I do believe we all desire to be great all of us. It is wired into the DNA of every human being. This innate desire and drive to be great and to do something with our lives that is great. We are all born with a a sense of destiny. We know we are here for a reason. We have all felt our sense of duty and purpose. We know we have an obligation to use the seeds of greatness bestowed in us, to grow them, to use them, and to contribute greatly with them. We all desire to be a great father, a great mother, great husband, wife, great lover, great friend, church member, to be a great financial advisor, a great real estate professional, a great business owner, coach, or leader. Whatever it is that we pursue, we desire to be great at it. You feel that, right? Yet, with all this destiny that is built into us, sadly, less than 3% of humanity, and that is if I'm being generous here, ever comes close to achieving any level of subjective greatness. And I'm not talking about the greatness of being famous or world-renowned or statue-worthy. I'm simply talking about one who realizes one's own level of personal greatness in their own individual life and their own personal pursuits. So why is this? How can we all be born with this compulsion for greatness, but yet 97% plus of us end up settling for average pause so i i guess i should let you go first you're the one who decided to pause i just i don't really have anything to say on that i just found it really interesting that what do you say 97 percent of us are only meh and are and become average yet we're innately well, born to like want to achieve success i also he's just making up numbers like he just pulled three and he's like, only like 3% of us are great. The other 97% of us are average. I don't even think he did. Like do, he even, he even used the word subjective. Yes. I mean, he's yes. got a point. He's got a point here. 
that I see I his point. His numbers are probably completely inaccurate, and he's probably not referencing a single study. And right. if you even had a study, it's a subjective study. How do you measure like the people that achieve their full potential? That's not even a measurable statistic. I mean, one, yeah, one of the thing, one of like by definition, potential is unknowable. <laughs> exactly. Um. Yeah. So, I mean, I think he has a really good point, and it's probably a limited amount of the audience that is going out, going away from this with thinking like ninety-seven and three. Like these are absolute numbers. Yeah. Um. My thing is, I really think certainly at least 20%, if not half of us, though, are constantly trying to improve. Yeah, I agree. Like, like at minimum, it, at least based on my life, maybe I, I live in a weird bubble, but I think at least 20% of people are constantly trying for improvement. I agree with that. It just perhaps matters where they want to. My whole thing is, like, that with, with the, like, going off what he said earlier about people 97% not achieving their full potential. What if assuming we live in like a deterministic world where like God chooses what you're going to end up to be. What if everyone like predetermined? Yeah. yeah, Predetermined. Like what if everyone achieves their full potential because God made it that way? Maybe your full potential was being homeless living on the streets. I mean, you're getting into huge problems of like faith but even like i would extend it beyond religion because i i mean there's even like predeterministic like we are chemical reactions happening therefore like it's our it could already be known like if you knew all the conditions of the big bang you know what the universe should look like today Mm -hmm. right i mean you're getting you're getting into like a deep spot i i think that it, I've always found moving forward, just make the assumption that free will <laughs> exists, <laughs> even though it is almost an unknowable thing. Yeah. Whether it exists, I, even if the universe is predetermined, I find it best to assume. Yeah. I mean, all these motivational gurus, like they, 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 they beat around the bush when it comes to like what success is. And, like, he clearly hasn't defined it at all. He just says your full potential is your success, right? Like, you need Mm -hmm. to put a number on it or make it measurable somehow. Like, if you want, like, I know what he's trying to say here. It's probably like, oh, do you make 50K or more a year or something like that? And if you don't, then you haven't reached your full potential or something like that. I mean, my guess is he doesn't want to limit this to financial. uh, Yes. Because that's so easy in our culture. Uh, to do and the main reason it's so easy is it's so measurable <laughs> yeah that's why a lot of people use it as a benchmark for success and then you have the gurus you can, who, then you have the gurus who say don't use that as a benchmark like um uh chris gardner even said that he said your net worth is not your self-worth <laughs> even though it is <laughs> well it's not i, I, I it's a me- it's a it's a proxy it's a proxy. It's very, it's very tough because happiness cannot be measured. I mean, we've talked about that before, and I, I mean, I don't think anybody in our audience really disagrees with that. But we, we're in agreement. I believe that happiness is what defines success. Unfortunately, it can't be measured, so you can't 
look at like who's the most successful because you can't measure happiness though perhaps that shouldn't even matter so our culture says who's the most successful we can't use happiness so let's just use money turns out elon musk is the most successful person on the planet he also must be the happiest but he even admits he's not happy no i I, honestly I, i i get the impression he's happy but i don't think he's as happy as people might assume like he has a very tough life even if he's happy yeah it's certainly tough um scott do you feel like you've achieved your potential no (laughs) because i feel young i mean the other thing is like i would hope young people have not achieved their potential i would hope that even a 70 year old person who's still living hasn't achieved past tense their, their potential yeah but then like i also like to factor in like physical health for potential and uh 80 year old obviously is like past that i mean also so who was it that we were talking about dreams with not like nighttime dreams but like having a dream in life that was a recent one remember yeah. Or is it or is it no, it's only recent in my head because I just edited the Casey Neistat video. It it was, was back Casey? Casey Yeah, because remember Casey has like on the left side of his whiteboard yep. he has um you and on the right side it's everything you've ever wanted and the only thing between you and everything you've ever wanted is doing it. Yeah. So he's like really into dreams. And something we talked about on that is like people don't have one dream. Right, like they have people two dreams. Ha- <laughs> people joking. have multiple dreams, like multiple things that they want out of life. And I think that this is the same thing, like with potential. It's not like you have one potential. Like, take again because it's so easy. Our our financial successes. Look, look at somebody like Elon Musk. Um, his entire life you can tell is like the story of building Tesla and like building up all that wealth. But Tesla is not his only dream. I mean, obviously there's also SpaceX Mm -hmm. and the boring company and all of his other companies and, and Dogecoin and Bitcoin. And, but on top of all that, like the dude's got a family too. He's got six kids. He has six kids. I didn't know that. I thought he had one. No. X X Ash A12 uh that's only the most recent um so he's got all these kids that like he's got dreams for all of them too i I mean i don't want to make this all about elon musk um but you do want to make it all about elon musk i kind of do since he's the most successful person ever (laughs) but um so that that's kind of where so oh so finishing up the thought when you connect that to like a person in their 70s their potential potential i think of as like working toward a dream your potential is what you will be at the culmination of that dream mm-hmm. and if you have multiple dreams therefore you have multiple potential points multiple yep. places you could get so at tw- at 22 right now like the the things i'm working toward are a happy family life so that means like meeting people like 
like girls and oh my god he's he's dying i'm doing it i'm doing it so there's that but then there's also like financial stability so um getting back into school uh, and hopefully going to pursue a career uh investing what what i can right now um making memories in my 20s with the people my age so like i've got all these different dream right dreams and like things that are important to me right now and i'm working toward like my potential in those fields but by the time I'm 30, my dreams are going to be different. It's going to be like, assuming at that point I'm married and like have some young children. It's, you know, getting them through the early years of schooling and then starting to save up for their college so that they can pick whatever school they want. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully I'll, I'll be uh, in my career at that point. So I'm going to be working toward being like good at that career. Um, and then... You know, by the time you're 70, 70, you're thinking about your grandkids and like what, like, hopefully you can leave for them and, and, and all these kinds of things. And the impact that you might have on your grandkids. So, I, I mean, again, so the one dimension. <laughs> Tim's going always, off. <laughs> we always make these motivational speakers one dimensional because they have to brand themselves. Right. They do. And I want to be care- careful not to insult Darren Hardy and be like, He's an idiot because he's, he, <laughs> but he's, he's also, an idiot. <laughs> no, that, that's not what I'm saying. He's branded himself with this like potential concept, right? Right. Which is important. Everyone has their own concept, but his with the potential. I think that listeners should be aware that they have multiple potentials. Yes. I don't know. Did did that rant come back together? <laughs> it felt it felt no, like it no, was getting I, really I know big. I was saying. like, oh no, I'm gonna lose it. <laughs> it's not about or, it's about and as Carrie V says. What do we do in probability when we see and? Oh my god. You always multiply, assuming they're yep. independent variables. Scott and I's old professor taught us that. <laughs> probability of a or b is probability of a plus probability of b minus probability of a and b 15 listeners just clicked off <laughs> okay get back to dan hardy play i don't think any human being ever born actively decided i want to be average i desire to live a mediocre life i don't think anyone wakes up in the morning deciding to be average and to have a mediocre day we all wake okay, up with it. the ambitious to-do list pause Okay, this episode might end up long because I have, like, a lot to say on this. <laughs> I'm getting some generic motivational vibes from this guy so far. Are you? Um, I'm yes. not sensing much practicality yet. So, there, I think that there's a tendency, and I have a, I have a feeling, though I don't know, that Darren Hardy would say, like, wanting to be the best at a video game is not achieving your potential yeah Uh, and i think i would have said that years ago but nowadays i don't believe i have the right to tell other people what that what they should be doing with their time what are so like that's a great example of somebody with a arguably controversial opinion of what they should be putting their time into to achieve a certain potential right and there's certainly many people in the world who do want to devote hours at a time to a video game. 
do we have any right to say like that's not working toward your potential because even when you're not work like he wants you to work toward financial success that's my guess oh yeah 100 percent. i can i can literally see right through this guy look at that button down it doesn't even have buttons yeah, in the see front. his watch it was a nice watch so he wants you to work toward financial success and, and if you're if you're working toward a different type of success he's mad at you you're not going toward your potential Tim, when you uh, do do we have a right to tell people no, though what they ought to work no, for? You, you don't have that right. <laughs> um, because I've you see that all the time where like kids will like want to play video games and become a Fortnite pro and like they could have become. I think a... kids are different. Okay, but like let's just go with the kids thing. Like their parents say, like you're wasting your time. That kid could have grown up to be a Fortnite professional player and made millions of dollars. But what I was really gonna say was hold your thumbs. <laughs> When you said, look at his button down, it doesn't even have buttons. I instantly thought, I was like, well, yeah, where are the buttons? And then I was like, right? is he wearing a Velcro shirt? <laughs> what is up with those buttons? <laughs> He's wearing I'm a sorry. Velcro button down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Darren Hardy. I kind of want that shirt. <laughs> where are the buttons? <laughs> For anybody on the audio, uh, the, his button down shirt literally doesn't have buttons. <laughs> They must be on the um, inside of that flap. I I was just going to say on video games, I, I mean, we're also dealing with like a generational gap because yes, the answer is your child. Like if you're a parent, your child probably like super high probability will never be a successful gamer. competitive yeah. gamer. Yep. That being said, a ton of parents believe their child someday could be a competitive sports star. That is also not true. I'd say it's harder to become a professional, like physical athlete. I, I don't I don't call gamers athletes, even though some people do call it a sport. It's harder mm-hmm. to become a physical athlete than it is a gamer. Professional gamer. I'm not really sure. I, I could agree with you. Um, but either way, like I think that there's like I think right now parents perhaps dismiss gaming. I don't want to say they dismiss gaming too quick. Perhaps they dismiss gaming accurately. They systemically don't dismiss sports Mm -hmm. accurately, in my view. Right. Both are fine. Like, if the kids are enjoying them, that's fine. But your kid's not going to be a pro athlete. I'm sorry. If your kid did become a pro athlete, comment down below. We should have them on the podcast. You're getting all the angry moms. We want your child on the podcast if they're a professional athlete. Yeah. Ooh, ladybug. Sorry. Um, <laughs> okay, back to Dan Hardy. 66,000 subscribers. It's not bad. Play. And the head full of hopes for the day ahead. So then, what happens? What blocks you at almost every turn? Stephen Pressfield in The War of Art called it The Resistance. The resistance is a force inside you that has one sole mission, to keep things as they are. It wants homostasis, status quo. The goal of the resistance is to suppress your desire for greatness and to keep you incarcerated in your comfort zone. To pursue your greatness would require you to stretch, to change, to grow, to seek adventure, to be daring, and to act boldly. The resistance wants none of that. It will step in and immediately put a psychological chokehold on your ambitions and prevent any forward progress of any kind. As soon as you rub your eyes in the morning, 
it goes to work on you. As soon as you sit down at your computer to start your work, it goes to work on you. This is the force that prevents writers from writing, painters from painting, actors from acting, salespeople from selling, and leaders from leading. As soon as you pursue progress of any kind, it starts working on you. It says, maybe you should go to the bathroom first. Maybe just clear your desk off first. Hey, let's get a load of laundry going first. Maybe clear out your email first. We should respond to those lingering comments on Facebook or Instagram quickly, you know, just for five minutes or so. One stall, distraction, rationalization, excuse, or intimidation tactic after another. He's yelling at me is lost once again. You see a chance to meet someone, to introduce yourself to somebody you've always wanted to meet, and the resistance steps in. You shouldn't bother them. They're probably in a hurry anyway. You see a stranger in need. The resistance says, hey, you're late already. Someone else will aid them. They might not appreciate your getting involved anyway. You're presented with an opportunity for growth, a learning adventure, to be part of something special, something you know could help fuel and support your pursuit for greatness, like your invitation to join us on the hero's journey. And the resistance mounts an all-out attack to stop you. That would be its worst nightmare. So it unloads every weapon it has, like procrastination. Ah, just, just think about it for a while. It says, you know, talk to your spouse, talk to your coach, your therapist, your priest, or rabbi first. That usually does it. It doesn't need to convince you against it. It only needs to delay you long enough for that urge from your greatness to pass. If that doesn't work, it will start throwing out a barrage of excuses for you. Hey, you're already too busy. You already have too much on your plate. Now's not the right time. You, you don't have the money. Shouldn't you spend that money on your kid's education instead? How can you think of spending that money on yourself, it says. Yeah, the resistance Wait. is good Pause. at using guilt and shame. Pause. I hate this. I was, I was just saying we don't get to tell people like how they should spend their time. So why should we get to tell them how they should spend their money? But did you hear him? He just said that the resistance is telling you I should spend this on my children's education. Right, yeah, He's yeah, like, I did. Why hear. shouldn't I spend this on me? Yeah, that wasn't a very good example. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he he just made him just like you sound like a terrible person. <laughs> <laughs> why should I fund my kids' education? <laughs> it's like yikes. Did someone yeah. script this? It sounds scripted. Yeah, I think he's got a teleprompter. Yeah. Who wrote which that? Is, who wrote that? Which is script? fine. I mean, we have teleprompters. Yeah, yeah. If if our audience doesn't know, like we wrote, we write out every single word we're going to we're going to say in this podcast, including what I'm saying right now. Raise hand. <laughs> <laughs> it said it on the teleprompter. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, he's not telling me anything I don't already know. That's why I'm getting frustrated here. I know what procrastination is, and I know what the resistance he's talking about is. Mm -hmm. So how do you overcome it? Hopefully he'll address it. Hopefully that. he'll get to that by the end. I mean, we're almost like halfway through, and he still hasn't given us any advice. All he's told us is to not spend our money on our kids. <laughs> <laughs> I love that shirt, though. It's all I can look at now. <laughs> It's so blue. <laughs> it's so him. Yeah. Okay. Play. By the way, 
That is two of its most lethal weapons, and it uses them often. And if that doesn't deliver the knockout punch, then it will use its nuclear option, fear. It's the voice that says, hey, this isn't for you. You're not a leader. What if you spend the money and it doesn't work or you <laughs> fail or even worse? What if it works and you succeed? Imagine the burden you'll now have on your shoulders. The expectations others will now have of you. Yeah, the resistance is evil. It uses dirty tricks. It knows your greatest vulnerabilities and it sticks its thumb right into your most sensitive wounds to get you to submit to its will. It will stop at nothing. It is a bare knuckle brawler. It is vicious and insidious. Its end game is the complete annihilation of your ambition. And I draw of your a picture of my resistance monster you and step have on it. For greatness. It seeks to break your spirit and suffocate your dreams. The resistance is why people fail on their goals, quit on their commitments, and go back on their promises. Don't underestimate the power of the resistance. It has a 97% plus success rate. That's pretty devastating. Look at all the- Pause. Dude, back to the stats. Like, what are you talking about? 97% success rate. What the I'm heck does that even mean? I'm curious if he has- Two teleprompters? I, no. Like, was there some kind of study? I mean, the best study I can think of is you just ask people, do you believe you've achieved your potential? And the people I'm most concerned about are the 3% who said yes. Yeah. That's... Why that's, are you saying yes? That's the only study I could imagine that could have produced those results. I don't... Tim, but, I'm going to be honest. I don't think anyone says yes to that question. Well, perhaps about 3% do, because... Well, well, here's if the you thing. have a big enough sample, I mean, somebody's gonna say yes. No, I think naturally humans will not ever say that. That you, I don't think you ever reach your full potential. To be honest, and like you, you said, don't like, think that, you don't think that there's anybody like full of themselves that like feels like they've achieved their potential. Narcissistic people, yes, I agree with you on that. Three um, <laughs> percent, maybe three percent of people are narcissistic. So maybe that's that's the people he's getting saying yes in his study, but. I'd say for the most part, people never feel like they're good enough, so they'll never say yes to that question. People like you get you like what you said. You get enough money, but you always want more money. Like the, I feel like the greed kicks in, and and it goes along with your full potential. One of the biggest problems with creativity. They're like, you know, what would be awesome a million bucks. You know, what would be awesomer. Make up a new number, a million and one. <laughs> but like the shirt, though. He's kind of, he's kind of, he's kind of jacked. I'm not going to lie. He's, he's bursting through the blue shirt. Guys, this podcast is on YouTube. If, if you're listening right now on Anchor or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you're at, please, the, the link to the YouTube description is down below. Click on the video. Fast forward to, I don't know, 653, 30 minutes in or so. And, and just take right. a look at this guy's shirt. All right. It's, it's different for our time than their time. Yeah. Yeah, for us, I'm, th it, I'm thinking yeah. we're about a half hour in. Yeah, we are. You actually hit the nail on the head. We're at 31 minutes. Let's go. <laughs> um, but yeah, Dan Hardy, play. Incredibly capable human beings, it has imprisoned and relegated okay. to mediocrity. The resistance is your greatest enemy in life. 
It poses the greatest danger to your future. Your victory or defeat in the battle against the resistance will determine whether you do or do not live the life that you were meant to live, the one that you were designed to live. Pause real quick. Does this sound like a sales pitch to the Empire? Like from the Star, Star Wars? Wars Empire? From Star just like just take put that take that into consideration when he's talking, because he keeps saying resistance. Just, uh. just keep that in the back of your mind when he's talking. Play. One, your intended destiny was set out for you. So what do you do? How do you defeat the resistance? <laughs> you stop procrastinating. You stop thinking about it. You stop making excuses. You stop allowing distractions. You silent the voices of doubt. You do exactly what the resistance is trying to keep you from doing. You take action. You move forward. You step over the line. You cross the threshold. You decide. You answer the call. You begin. That is what I have been asking you to do with the hero's journey. If you are here listening to me now and you have not already joined us, there's only one reason. The resistance is winning. There's absolutely no logical reason why you wouldn't be joining us in the hero's journey. We know that you desire to be great. It's inherent. We know that you are pursuing better every I don't like day. This. You are here now. We know you want to grow into a person of greater influence. He's guilting sad people into impact. signing up for his you program. You know yeah. that's your special purpose here. We know none of the weapons the resistance has used on you are valid. Of course you have the time. We all have exactly the same amount of time. Of course you have the money and or the ability to figure it out. Don't. I have given you a personal guarantee of the results. So it won't cost you anything. In fact, you lose my life. I did it. You can do us. it. So it's not the money. The only thing stopping you is the resistance. And the only way to defeat it is to act. The very act of acting in the face of the resistance is what beats it back. The act determines your destiny. It determines whether you join the 3% who actually do achieve their greatness or you're relegated to the 97% who just desire to be great. But allow the resistance to win the battle and you'll end up living as Henry David Thoreau warned us about, the mass of men who lead lives of quiet desperation. I know that quote. The exception. We admire them. We're inspired by them and long to be like them. The exception, transform the ordinary into the extraordinary. Some have a way with wealth, some with words, and others a way with people. But one thing is true of all of them. That Aunt Jemima. They leave a legacy. Our lives are brighter. We have purpose. Ooh, Edison. We I have that. Peace. It's my poster right there. The exception makes success oh, really? look easy, even though they have fought battles, Kobe faced Bryant. opposition, <laughs> and at times... <laughs> fail and maybe that's what makes them special the exception don't quit challenge ignites their passion they are visionaries that leave behind gifts like and knowledge was. wisdom and heart for others who would never dare try it takes guts to succeed to dream big to imagine the impossible and make it real to sign up for the unknown to challenge the status quo to forever expand the boundaries 
of our imagination, to offer up your potential, to hone it, to share it with your family, your community, our world. It's amazing to think that all these people are just like you. All achievers are created equal. They all start out the same as a child, bright-eyed, full of wonder, that kid doesn't with even big know ideas, a in, a in a world what that a would test their will. All that separated them from everyone else was their commitment to persevere, push forward, and continue to believe in their ideas, in themselves. The potential for greatness lies within each of us. Unleash yours. Be the exception. So, be the exception. You can join the 3%. You can join us on the hero's journey. Pause. Um, Dude, I think I'm just, this is, this turned into a massive sales pitch. Yeah, I think it was. I mean, he's just trying to sell his course. I'm not going to discredit his course. Maybe it's the best, but he also did say, didn't he say like you'll get the money back guarantee if it doesn't work for you? Or was it that you'll be great so then it'll be worth it? Like, I don't, I mean, he never said money back guarantee. He never said that. But he did have, he did have some kind of a guarantee. It might have been like, it works, I guarantee it. Like, what I got, uh, we still have a little more, but, I mean, he's basically just saying, like, what did he say? The act? That, that That's what his solution in this video was. He said the act. The act of doing gets rid mm-hmm. of the resistance. Which I'm so, not going to disagree with that, but everyone knows that. I've got, I've got some thoughts, uh... Like he's got less than a minute left, and my thoughts are kind of like concluding, like okay. summarizing. We'll, we'll so. watch the hang on. Play. Answer your call to adventure. My friends, this is your invitation. Right here, right now. Beat the resistance. Take action. If you haven't already, join us on the hero's journey. Do it now. I'm talking right now. No more thinking, no more procrastinating, no more stewing. I promise you. You will thank me later for pushing you, for helping you beat back the resistance so that you could take the bold move of stepping over the line. We are waiting for you to cross over, to join us. We begin our epic learning adventure soon and we want you with us. If you don't do it now, I am not sure that we can get the Hero's Journey guidebook to you in time. So go now and get yourself What? Okay. Okay. So, Pause. okay, that last sentence made me mad because he was like, he was guilting you into it. Oh, we don't know yeah. if we can get you in in time. Like, you might not be great if you don't sign up for my program. That's probably like $10,000. So, you, you know what he's all about, probably a little bit better because you did read his book. Yeah. What I know is he's got like one of the number one books in self help. Yes. So, obviously, the books good if he's got a number one i enjoyed his book yes and this was certainly a sales pitch video um he probably has more like true tips behind that behind that door 
with purchasing the hero's journey course right which obviously we couldn't share over youtube and podcast because it's his property and you have to pay for that correct um and his main tip here was a really good tip and, and it was similar to like what casey nice said yeah it's the work I, it's the act however you, you just have to do it yeah just do it it's like the shia labeouf just do it but also like he probably should have mentioned a little more details about how to just do it like it's easy to say just do it well that's in the course it's in the course but like commitment devices is probably a a huge one you even talk about those Mm -hmm. um yeah there's things that can help you like actually do the work yeah i mean like you said you wanted a really high note or really low note yeah i know what i got um I don't want to beat him up. You see, the thing is, maybe I'm just a nice person. I don't want to beat him up too bad. No. This video, though, it was certainly a marketing push. His one idea in the video was a very good idea. Yeah. Um. Surface level, yes. And I think that we added a lot. And like I always say, I'll say it for like literally the 20th time this season. They're not one-dimensional people in reality. Exactly. His his only tip is not just do it. Yeah. Um. He wrote a whole book, so he clearly has a lot more ideas. I mean, the thing, like, so we have to turn his twelve minutes into close to an hour's worth of content. Yes. And one of the fun, one of the things about human nature is is humans like to gossip and humans focus on like the negatives like if you've ever been around a group of people like they talk about like bad things more than good things the news is all the news is all bad news yes nobody cares that like someone saved a cat out of a tree yeah nobody cares except maybe the cat owner yeah even the cat owner is like yeah cat i didn't want that cat I didn't want that. Give me a dog. Put it back in the tree. <laughs> See, you're focusing on the negative. <laughs> <laughs> you See? You spun um, it. I don't know. So that's like what we what we tend to talk about. Yep. Like there, there's some nitpicks, but the point is, I mean, I mean, they heard what he had to say also, our audience, and hopefully they can make their own calls. Yeah. Um I don't know. Did you have any any more thoughts just, about him? I mean, yeah, like I agree with you. We kind of like crapped on him a little bit here, but I'm not gonna take away from his message. Like I think the message was solid. And mm-hmm. um, if I were to show this to someone, yeah, like they'd probably be a little motivated. Um, I'd say I'd say it was. What did I, what do I always compare? Like how motivated I am versus. How do I measure the success of these of these videos we've watched? It's like how motivated I, think, I feel afterwards, and then like the actual yeah. practical advice they give. I think those are like the two b- main criteria. I'd say I felt mm-hmm. like slightly motivated, but then like the practicality was like a zero. Yeah. Although, so another thing, another issue I have with uh, self help courses is I think that we already have everything inside of us. Yeah. We I already know how agree. to succeed. Yeah. You don't need a self-help book to realize your own potential. And I think he really guilted, like, so you see, going back to uh, from last week, 
not Tony Robbins. We've talked about so many people. Going Mark Manson. Going back to Mark Manson's like critique of self-help. I feel like Darren Hardy was totally going for the bad to okay people. Like, <laughs> yeah. you cannot be okay without my course. For, and they're the people that Darren Hardy cannot help. Exactly, yeah. He, the people he, he can help, help are the people who already think they're okay and just want to be better. Yeah, Tim, if I'm, if I'm being honest with you, I think the biggest purpose of self-help, at least for me and probably a lot of other people, is a confidence booster. Like, you know you mm-hmm. can do a lot of the things written in those books by yourself. You didn't need someone to tell you to, oh, go do it. You needed the confidence to do it. And those books, like, hype you up and they tell you you're great. And ultimately, it does usually work sometimes. Where it's really useful is, is when they work in behavioral economics. Because <laughs> you're like, oh, I didn't think about that. But like, I don't know. I Like, you brought up commitment devices. Like, that's a good real-world strategy. Yes. For anybody, for anybody who doesn't know what a commitment device is, that, that's something that forces you to do something. So, like... Dieting with another person is usually better than dieting on your own because that person can hold you accountable. Yes. I don't know. That that was the first example that came into my head. But Yeah. I don't know. Did we rank the people last episode? I can't remember if we did. I think we both decided Mark Manson was so different that he didn't belong on the <laughs> ranking. I think we just gave, like, or just, like, said where we thought people, like, were on the on the list. Like who was at the front of the list and who was at the back? I it, yeah. I, you want to just skip the middle? Yeah. Just say like who's the best? Who's the worst? So the, uh, the season the season started strong for me with uh, Casey and Gary. Yes, they're at the top. Um, I liked uh, Chris Gardner a lot, and Les Brown was a surprise one that I liked. Yeah, I did like Les Brown. Um. People I wasn't crazy about, uh, Tony Robbins, <laughs> Dave Ramsey. <laughs> Dave Ramsey, yeah. And Jordan uh, Peterson. Or I'd put him in the middle. Jordan Peterson was kind of middle. Yeah, he's Unfortunately, middle. He, he's got himself so wrapped up in so many different things. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but the video that we watched, I'd rank in the middle of the pack. Right. Uh, and then Simon's in the yeah, middle for me. Yeah, Darren Hardy uh, is at the bottom. For yeah, me. I think he's at the bottom for me as well. Sold me. A, I'm gonna Who go knows? S- maybe his course is great. I'm gonna go sign up for his course after this. Um, but yeah, so if you're fa- if you're fans of our content, definitely also check out Casey and Gary because it's Casey Neistat and Gary Vaynerchuk, as well as Chris Gardner. And who do we also agree was a top tier? Les Brown. Les Brown, yeah. Yep. I'd say Mark Manson's up there, but I can't really put him on on the list because he's not really a motive. His video wasn't motivational. Yeah. But I mean, that also shows a lot of like skill and intelligence, how well he critiqued the industry. For sure. So. If you're able to critique the industry, you'd imagine you would be good in the industry also. 100%, yeah. So, Mark Manson's probably top tier also. I still have Mark Manson's book. Um, I got rid of the compound effect just because it was one of those things. I, I read it, it was a solid book, but I didn't. I don't need to read it again, basically. 
Mm-hmm. How do you get rid of it? Uh, Goodwill. Okay, good. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure you didn't throw out. No, I don't throw away books. That's like, that's pretty bad. You can't, you can't throw out a book. Yeah. Didn't they do that in Nazi Germany? What was that called? They burnt books. Yeah. All Quiet on the Western Front was one of the ones that they were really after. Oh, really? Interesting. Because it, it made it sound like war wasn't good. But they planned on going to war. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, this is going to wrap up Season 3 of Unwrapping Success. We still have Season 4 in the works right now. We're still discussing it, so can't really give too much insight just yet. But uh, mm-hmm. we appreciate all the support on the podcast, um, so stay tuned. More stuff coming in the yeah. future. We aren't going anywhere. Um, Definitely look out for Season 4. Um, I think they should expect a one- to two-week gap. Yeah, probably. Uh Starting up, uh, like, around January-ish? Yeah, so around mid-January, you can expect Season 4. Right. But we're coming up on the holidays, so happy holidays, everyone. It's probably, like, around uh, Christmas, right? It's now after Christmas. It's after Christmas right now? Yep. I hope you guys have a happy new year, uh, since that's still ahead. Yep. It's December 27th, if you're listening to this live. Wow. So. Hope you had a Merry Christmas if you celebrate and a Happy New Year coming up. Of course. Definitely uh, make those New Year's resolutions to fight the resistance. Exactly. <laughs> so we'll see you guys in the next episode of Unwrapping Success Podcast. We'll see you then. See you in 2022.